Shri Sai Satcharitra, Chapter 5 Baba's return with Chang Patil's marriage party welcomed and addressed as Sai. Contact with other saints, his dress and daily routine, the story of the Padukas wrestling bout with Muldeen and change in life, turning water into oil, the pseudo Guru Jabahar Ali. Return with Chang Patil's marriage party. As hinted in the last chapter, I shall now describe first how Sai Baba returned to Shirdi after his disappearance. They lived in the Aurangabad district, Nizam state, in a village called Du, a well-to-do Mahomedan gentleman by name Chand Patil. While he was making a trip to Aurangabad, he lost his mare. For two long months, he made a diligent search but could get no trace of the lost man. After being disappointed, he returned from Aurangabad with the saddle on his back. After traveling four course and a half, he came on the way to a mango tree under the foot of which sat a Ratna queer fellow. He had a cap on his head, wore a big long robe and had a sitcar, short stick under his armpit and he was preparing to smoke a chillin' pipe. On seeing Chan Patil pass by the way, he called out to him and asked him to have a smoke and to rest a little. The fakir asked him about the saddle. Chan Patil replied that it was of his mare which was lost. water to wet the charpai piece of cloth through which smoke is drawn up. The fakir took his prong and thrust it forcibly into the ground and out came a live burning coal which he put on the pipe. Then he dashed the sitka on the ground from whence water began to ooze. The charpai was wetted with that water, was then wrung out and wrapped round the pipe. Thus everything being complete, the fakir smote the chillim and then gave it also to Chan Patil. On seeing all this, Chan Patil was wonderstruck. He requested the fakir to come to his home and accept his hospitality. Next day he went to the Patil's house and stayed there for some time. The Patil was a village officer of Duke. His wife's brother's son was to be married and the bride was from Shirdi. So Patil made preparations to start for Shirdi for the marriage. The fakir also accompanied the marriage party. The marriage went off without any hitch, the party returned to do, except the fakir alone stayed in Shirdi and remained there forever. How the fakir got the name Sai? When the marriage party came to Shirdi, it alighted at the foot of a banyan tree in Bhagata Mahalsapati's field near Khandoba's temple. The carts were loosened in the open courtyard of Khandoba's temple. The carts were loosened in the open courtyard of Khandoba's temple and the members of the party descended one by one and the fakir also got down. Bhagat Mahalsapati saw the young fakir getting down and accosted him, Ya Sai, welcome Sai. 
others also addressed him as Sai and then slowly became known as Sai Baba. Contact with other saints, Sai Baba began to stay in a deserted masjid. One saint named Devi Das was living in Shirdi many years before Baba came there. Baba liked his company. He stayed with him in the Maruti temple in the Chavadi and sometime later. Then came another saint by name Janki Das. Baba spent most of his time in talking with him, or Janki Das went to Baba's residence. So also one Bashya householder saint from Pantam by name Gangagir always frequented Shirdi. When he first saw Sai Baba carrying pitches of water in both hands, for watering the garden, he was amazed and said openly, Blessed is Shirdi, that it got this precious jewel. This man is carrying water today, but he is not an ordinary fellow. As this land, Shirdi, was lucky and meritorious, it secured this jewel. So also one famous saint by name Ananath of Yevala Math, a disciple of Akalkot Maharaj came to Shirdi with some Shirdi people. When he saw Sai Baba, he said openly, this is a precious diamond in reality. Though he looks like an ordinary man, he is not a gar, ordinary stone but a diamond. You will realize this in the near future. Saying this he returned to Yevala. This was said while Sai Baba was a youngster. Baba's dress and daily routine. In his young days, Sai Baba grew hair on his head, never had his head shaved. He dressed like an athlete. When he went to Rahata three miles from Shirdi, he brought with him small plants of marigold, jaya and tree, and after cleaning, he planted and watered them. A devotee by name Vaman Tatya supplied him daily with two earthen pitchers. With these Baba himself used to water the plants. He drew water from the well and carried the pitchers on his shoulders. In the evening the pitchers were kept at the foot of the neem tree. As soon as they were placed there, they were broken as they were made of raw earth and not baked. Tatya supplied two fresh pictures. This course went on for three years and with Sai Baba's toil and labor, there grew a flower garden. On this site, at present, stands the big mansion Samadhi Mandir of Baba, which is now frequented and used by so many devotees. The story of Paduka's footprints under the neem tree. A devotee of Akutok Maharaj by name Once thought of going to Akhilkot, Solapur district, taking the darshana of the Padukas, footprints of the Maharaj and offering his sincere worship there, but before he could go there, he got a vision in his dream. Akhilkot Maharaj appeared in the vision and said to him, Now Shirdi is my resting place, go there and offer your worship. So Bhai changed his plan and came to Shirdi, worshipped Baba, stayed there for six months and was happy. 
As a reminiscence of this vision at sea, he prepared the padukas and installed them on an auspicious day of Shravan, Saka 1834-1912 AD, under the neem tree with due ceremonies and formalities conducted by Dada Kelkar and Upasani. One Dikshit Brahmin was appointed for worship, and the management was entrusted to devotee Sagun. Complete version of this story. Mr. B.B. Dio, retired Mamalitar of Thana, and a great devotee of Sai Baba, made inquired about this matter with Sagun Meru Naik and Govind Kamlakar Dikshit and has published a full version of the Padukas in Sai Leela volume. 11 number 1 page 25 it runs as follows in 1834 Sakar 1912 AD one Dr. Ramara Pokara Bombay came to Shirdi for Baba's Darshana. His compounder and his friend Bhai Kishanjali Bhakar accompanied him. The compounder and Bhai became intimate with Sahur Meru Naik and GK. While discussing things, these persons thought that there must be some memorial of the fact of Sai Baba's first coming to Shirdi and sitting under the holy knee tree. They thought of installing Baba's Padukas there and were going to make them of some rough stone. Then, Thai's friend, the compounder, suggested that if this matter be made known to his master, right? temple and showed him his plan. The latter made many improvements, drew lotuses, flowers, conch this man at sea, and suggested that the following shloka verse regarding neem tree's greatness and Baba's yogi powers be inscribed. The verse was as follows. Sada Nimbavrikshasya Muladhivasat Sudhasravinam Tiktam Api Apriyamtam Dharam Kalpavrikshadikam Sadhayantam Namamishwaram Sadguram Sainatham Upasani's suggestions were accepted and carried out. The Padukas were made in Bombay and sent to Shirdi with the compounder. Baba said that they should be installed on the Pornima 15th of Shravan. On that day at 11 am, GK. Dikshit brought them on his head from Khandubha's temple to the Dwarkamai Masjid in procession. Baba touched the Padukas, saying that these are the feet of the Lord and asked the people to install them underfoot of the neem tree. A day before, one Parsi devotee of Bombay named Pastor Sahib sent 25 rupees by money order. Baba gave this sum for the installation of the Padukas. The total expense of installation came up to 100 rupees out of which 75 rupees were collected by subscriptions. For the first five years, he came. Dikshit worshipped the Padukas daily and then this was done by Laxman Pacheshwar Japti. In the first five years, Prime Kothar sent 2 rupees per month for lighting and he also sent the railing round the Padukas. The expense of bringing the railing from the station to Shirdi, 7 rupees 8.0 presently 7 rupees 0.50 p and roofing was paid 
asked Baba's permission for this. Baba said, Oh, what is there in Akalkot? Why do you go there? The incumbent Maharaj of that place is here, myself. Hearing this Bhai did not go to Akalkot. He came to Shirdi off and on after the installation of the Padukas. Mr. B.V. Dio concluded that Hemid Pant did not know these details. Had we known them, he would not have failed to depict them in his Sat Charita. Resting bout with Mohdin Tamboli and change in life. To return to other stories of Baba. There was a wrestler in Shirdi, by name Mohdin Tamboli. Baba and he did not agree on some items, and both had a fight. In this Baba was defeated. Thenceforth, Baba changed his dress and mode of living. He donned kafni, wore a lingot waistband, and covered his head with a piece of cloth. He took a piece of sackcloth for his seat, sackcloth for his bed and was content with wearing torn and worn out rags. He always said that poverty is better than kingship, far better than lordship. The Lord is always brother, befriender of the poor. Gangagi was also very fond of wrestling. While he was once wrestling, a similar feeling of dispassion came over him, and at the proper time he heard the voice of an adept, saying that he should wear out his body, playing with God. So he too gave up samsara and turned towards God realization. Established a map on the banks of the river near the dam and lived there with disciples. Sai Baba did not mix and speak with the people. He only gave answers when he was questioned. By day he always sat under the bean tree, sometimes under the shade of a branch of a bamboo tree near the stream at the outskirts of the village. In the afternoon, he used to walk at random and go at times to meet. Sahib sent Nana Sahib for taking darshana of Sai Baba, and after some time with his grace, Nana Sahib got a son. From that time onwards, people began to come in numbers to see. Sai Baba and his fame began to spread and reached Ahmednagar. From thence Nana Sahib Chandorkar and Keshav Chidimbar and many others began to come to Shirdi. Baba was surrounded by his devotees during day and slept at night in an old and dilapidated masjid. Baba's paraphernalia at this time consisted of a chilim, tobacco, a tumrail, tin pot, long flown kafni, a piece of cloth round his head, and a sakat short stick which he always kept with him. The piece of white cloth on the head was twisted like matted hair, and flowed down from the left ear on the back. This was not washed for weeks. He wore no shoes, no sandals. A piece of sackcloth was his seat for most of the day. He wore a coupon waist cloth band, and for boarding off code he always sat in front of a gloomy, sacred fire facing south with his left hand resting on the wooden railing. 
in that Bruni, he offered his oblation, egoism, desires in all thoughts and always uttered Allah Malik God as the sole owner. The masjid in which he sat was only of two-room dimensions, where all devotees came and saw him. After 1912 AD, there was a change. The old masjid was repaired and a pavement was constructed. Before Baba came to live in this masjid, he lived for a long time in a place Takia, where with G-H-U-N-G-U-R small bells on his legs, Baba danced beautifully sang with tender love. Turning water into oil, Sai Baba was very fond of lights. He used to borrow oil from shopkeepers and he planned burning the whole night in the masjid and temple. This went on for some time. To supply oil gratis, once met together and decided not to give him oil. When, as usual, Baba went to ask for oil, they all gave him a distinction. Unperturbed, Baba returned to the masjid and kept the dry wicks in the lamps. The Baniyas were watching him with curiosity. Baba took the two-rail tin pot which contained very little, a few drops of oil, put water into it and drank it and forced it fall in the container. After consecrating the tin pot in this way, he again took water in the tin pot and filled all the lamps with it and lighted them. To the surprise and dismay of the watching Baniyas, the lamps began to burn and kept burning the whole night. The Baniyas repented and apologized. Baba forgave them and asked them to be more truthful in future. The Pseudo-Guru Jabahar Ali Five years after the wrestling bout mentioned above, one Fakir from Ahmednagar by name Jabahar Ali came to Rahata with his disciples and stayed in Bakhal's spacious room near Virabhadra temple. The Fakir was learned, could repeat the whole Quran and had a sweet tongue. Many religious and devout people of the village came to him and began to respect him. With the help of the people, he started to build an Eidgah, a wall before which Mahomedans pray on Eidgah day near the Virabhadra temple. There was some quarrel about this affair, on account of which Jabahar Ali had to leave Rahata. Then he came to Shirdi and lived in the masjid with Baba. People were captured by his sweet talk, and he began to call Baba his disciple. Baba did not object and consented to be his chela. Then both Guru and chela decided to return to Rahata and live there. The Guru teacher never knew his disciples were, but the disciple knew the defects of the Guru. Still he never disrespected him, observing carefully his duty. The master in various ways. They used to come to Shirdi off and on, but their main stay was in Rahata. The loving devotees of Baba in Shirdi did not like that Baba should stay away from them in Rahata. So they went in a deputation to bring Baba back to Shirdi. When they met Baba near the that the Fakir was an ill-tempered fellow, he would not leave him and that they should better return to Shirdi without him before the Fakir returned. 
While they were thus talking, the Fakir turned up and was very angry with them for trying to take away his disciple. There was some discussion and altercation and it was finally decided that both the Guru and Chela should return to Shirdi. And so they returned and lived in Shirdi. But after a few days the Guru was tested by Devi Das and he was found wanting. Twelve years before Baba arrived in Shirdi with the marriage party, this Devi Das aged about 10 or 11 came to Shirdi and lived in the Maruti temple. Devi Das had fine features and brilliant eyes, and he was dispassion incarnate and a Janani. Many persons, namely Tatya Kote, Kashinath and others regarded him as their guru. They brought Jawahar Ali in his presence, and in the discussion that followed, Jawahar was boosted and fled from Shirdi. He went and stayed in Bijapur and returned after many years to Shirdi, and prostrated himself before Sai Baba. The delusion that he was Guru and Sai Baba his Chela, was cleared away, and as he repented, Sai Baba treated him with respect. In this case Sai Baba showed by actual conduct how one should get rid of egoism and do the duties of a disciple to attain the highest end with self-realization. The story is told here according to the version given by Mahasapati, a great devotee of Baba. In the next chapter will be described Rama Navami festival, the masjid, its former condition and later improvement at sea. Shri Sai Peace